You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. Official launch date July the 3rd, 2017. We at Big Finish Productions are the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audiobooks. That's right, things like Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood, Dark Shadows, the... Can you hear a plane going over here? There's a plane going overhead here. Uh, Avengers, Survivors, The Omega Factor, The Prisoner, Dracula. That didn't really do the accent. Dracula. Much better. Yeah. Frankenstein. <gasps> Sherlock Holmes, indubitably. Hamlet, no quotes. King Lear, blow winds and crack your cheeks. Hey, I remember that. Uh, the Confessions of Dorian Gray. The list goes on towards an infinity of super-duper sound. And I'm Benji Clifford. <laughs> and I'm Nick Briggs. And Nick is a, he is, well, he's a man of many talents. I actually I put this bit on paper, but it, I think I've just didn't Lost save it. Lost the paper. Lost the paper. <laughs> Nick is a man of many talents. He's a director, he's a producer, he's a writer, he is an actor, he is many things. He voices the monsters from Scarrow, the monsters from Telos, the Isis of Lords, the Isis of Warriors, you name it, he does it. He really is uh, an enigma. And uh, I'm proud to say that he joins us every week for yes. this little slice of uh, audio feastery. And Benji is a sound designer and composer for Big Finish Productions. He's also a dab hand at the jaw harp and kazoo and is a legendary pop star in waiting. His work with Ziggy Zigford of the Sixters has already entered the lexicon of pop history legends. He gets it. He gets it. He totally gets it, <laughs> which is brilliant. Uh, so here you are then listening to the, the Big Finish podcast. And if you're a regular listener, then you know what to expect Big Finish News, listeners' emails, a guest star interview, the Randomoid Selectatron, a roundup of the latest audiotastic releases, and finally, just when you thought your ears might burst with pleasure, we <laughs> offer you a 15-minute segment of an upcoming audio drama for free to tantalise and delight. And if you're not a regular listener, I think Benji's just filled you in pretty comprehensively. It only remains for me to add that our guest star interview is with none other than Neris Hughes, a Welsh actress who is, for those of us in the UK, TV royalty. She shot to stardom in the 1960s and 70s sitcom The Liverbirds and later won the nation's hearts over again as the star of The District Nurse. She's worked with the Royal Shakespeare Company and, of course, she's been in Doctor Who, not just Kinder with Peter Watson in the Straw Hat and cricket gear but also with Paul McGann and Sheridan Smith in Phobos for Big Finish yeah yeah she's also appeared in the TV series of Torchwood as well as Big Finish's audio Torchwood what was the episode called Benji? Visiting Hours Visiting Hours because you worked on that I did she is incredible absolutely incredible a joy to listen to and she's lovely we love her we do so get ready because that is coming up later in the podcast and this week our drama tease is the first 15 minutes of the Mavellan grave a corking fourth doctor adventure starring of course tom baker as the doctor natch and lala ward as romana um who for some reason uh, why did i do tom baker's voice as romana know, you don't can't know do, you can't do a romana voice no, That's, no I, suppose, I. Well, I suppose as well he's always going romana Romana, come over here. Uh, it's a great script yes, and it's quite. written by uh, Andrew Smith who actually uh, he, he did a, a story uh, for Tom Baker and um, Lala Ward in the original classic Doctor Who run. So, And you've yeah, also got true. Jamie Robertson's usual splendid job with the sound design and music. And you can hear that tease, tease and you can hear that tease <laughs> at the end of the podcast. Yes, you can hear that so, taser. Uh, yes, 
I've had a tease. Uh, so, uh, what, what should we do now, Benji? Well, I, I think I think it might be time for the ruddy news. This is the big finish news. And now my my little kazoo of the week. Daleks invasion Earth, twenty one fifty AD. There we go. Seems to be landing somewhere in the vicinity of Sloan Square. It's a flying saucer. Yes, very apt description. Yes, very apt description. I love, I love, I love all of those films. It was on Twitter all this two week of them. that we were. I think it was. Was it Clayton Hickman was saying that he oh, yes. still thinks that they are at their scariest in uh, in that yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, and it, there and, was a gif of all the Daleks sort of filing around and stuff. Oh, yeah, I I remember distinctly that was my first experience of Doctor Who was wow. watching that, which is which I don't know if I can call it Doctor Who, but I remember Doctor being shown who? it. My name is Doctor Who. Yes, I am Doctor Who. <laughs> DR no less uh, that was my memory of it and I remember watching it in the kitchen on a tiny CRT television because it was on the, the TV at the time and I can, I've can i never forgot it I still get nightmares from that I can remember it distinctly that, that for some reason I don't know why the Daleks in, in that cream coloured spaceship yeah. Is it, I think it's cream. I'm colourblind. It is. Knows. No, it is cream coloured. You're absolutely and, right. Yeah. And I don't know why. It's stuck in my mind and it's, it still terrifies me. Okay. Wow. It just delights me. It's oh, just it's... so tightly done, isn't it? I love it. And I love the jazzy music. So many Doctor Who fans absolutely loathe all that. Oh, he's going to do some more. All Robobad return into action. Destroy invaders. Just prove that we know the entire soundtrack. Love it. I love it. Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD. Oh. <laughs> I feel all warm and fuzzy now. Yeah, that really is. That's perfect. In fact, that's going to be my. I think that's going to be my Sunday viewing tomorrow. I'm going to sit and enjoy oh, that. Yeah. I've, got, I've, I've got it on my. I've got it. I bought it on iTunes years ago. It's always on my computer. Should I need to see it? Well, it's important. I mean, who, who doesn't want to see a spinning Dalek fall down a mine shaft? Exactly. You know, there are a lot yeah. of things really, and and that, my dear friends, is one of them. But it's These not part doors of- are closed by magnetics. All we have to do is to break the two poles. Oh, is that all? Yes. <laughs> we have to force our comb in here. Back Stay. in the cell. Stay where you are. We're just quoting it. Stop it. We we are. Yeah. Basically, oh. this is Big Finish's amateur dramatics attempt <laughs> at the Dalek invasion of Earth 2150 AD. Oh, my God. Um, Yes, so anyway, that's not part of this week's news. No. Uh, this week's what? news is all about lots of other stuff, and at this moment in time, it's time to congratulate Dan Dare. Dan, Dan, Dare! Superb. And there was a triumphant win for Dan Dare producer and director Andrew Mark Sewell. Is that right? Yeah? Is that correct? Yes. Uh, yes well, no, he pronounces his name Saul, even though it's spelt Sewell. But Saul? I can't yeah, just do yeah. that last bit again. No, no. He says blame his parents. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I always like to get it right. I always like to get it right. 
There was a triumphant win for Dan Dare producer and director Andrew Mark Saul in the Best Director Drama category for the New York Radio Festival 2017 for the critically acclaimed audio reinvention of I said that weird reinvention reinvention uh, of, uh, reinvention my lady uh, of British space hero Dan Dare based on the classic Eagle comic strip of the 1950s produced by B7 Media and released by Big Finish. B7 Media still haven't provided us with a trailer for Volume 2, so what can you do, eh? But aside from that, here are some great review quotes. Sci-Fi Pulse says, I can't really find fault with this set. All the stories are great as standalone adventures, but you honestly get more from them if you binge listen to all three at once. I really enjoyed the very British feel of Dare and the sense of pride that he imbues, which is a rare thing in a day and age where a lot in the UK tends to cringe or feel ill at sorry <laughs> to feel ill to feel ill at ease about being patriotic and proud of Britishness yes cue national anthem or rule Britannia or something goodness me uh, Starburst says uh, it's not just great writing but also a talented cast under the guidance of Andrew Mark Sewell in the director's chair rounded off by Alistair Locke's sound work and do listen on some decent speakers and some wonderful artwork on the packaging all aspects of this series have been polished and the results speak for themselves and if they don't, I'm speaking for them now. That's me saying that. Uh, if you want to know more about the concept behind this series, do listen to the fourth disc. Not just a behind-the-scenes exploration of the concepts, but a mini-documentary as well. Nine out of ten. Indie Mac user says, For me, this audio revival of Dander is a triumph. Each of the three episodes have the feel of an audio movie, and it is easy to get pulled into their world. I cannot wait for the Anastasia, that's the spaceship, by the way, to get back out there and explore this universe and gladly give it square-jawed generation gap busting. Ten out of ten. Yes. Blog to Who says, now with six episodes of Dan Dare in audio form, we seem to be only picking up momentum. The cast and crew constantly deliver top-grade material and each episode enriches the next. The stories have depth and reflect our present, past and future, but at no point taking focus from the great science fiction fun. Dan Dare Volume 2 is a must. And you can pick up Volume 2 of Dan Dare on the Big Finish website, or you can save by purchasing it in a bundle with the highly acclaimed Volume 1. That's, all, that's a pretty damn good option there, really. Get them both together, have a, have a good old listen. Nice. Uh, and if you're new uh, to the world of Dan Dare, then you can try a chapter from Episode 5 of Dan Dare Operation Saturn for free in the Big Finish for free section of the website. And talking of Volume 1 uh, back there, uh, they did give us a trailer for that. That's nice, isn't it? So here's a reminder of just how brilliant it is. Your father was a great test pilot. How big a risk are you prepared to take to get back into space, Colonel Dare? Risk is my job. Ease off, Dare. Ease off. I thought you wanted Kingfisher tested. Not destroyed. You're sitting in five billion pounds of taxpayers' money. If there isn't a law against flying like that, the bloody well should be. Seven years ago, a strange vessel crashed near the military base in Lancashire. It was packed with technology we simply couldn't understand. Way beyond anything human. You're telling me aliens landed in Lancashire? There she is, Anastasia. That is quite a piece of kid. So, when do I get to pick the rest of my crew? You don't. What? It's just you, me and Peabody. 
that a city floating in the clouds? It's incredible. We are the first humans on Venus. Mission Control, this is Anastasia. We made it. How many are out there? For God's sake, just shoot back! Unauthorized presence on the main. Well, Peabody, looks like your friend Sondar led us into a trap after all. It doesn't make sense. What the hell is this? Respect. Neo. I assume from the hovering throne that you're the Mekon. The title is Supreme Leader. Why don't I just kill them, Supreme Leader? Because that is what a lesser mind would do. More humans will inevitably follow. Plenty of time to kill them later. Dan Dare The Audio Adventures, coming soon. Big Finish. We love stories. So next up in the Big Finish news, the latest in our range of H.G. Wells stories, The Island of Dr. Moreau, is released on Tuesday the 4th of July. It's a chilling tale of an island where the delineation between human and beast has become blurred, with terrifying consequences. Oh, I hate it when the consequences are terrifying. Or do I love it? Anyway, starring Ronald Pickup, John Heffernan and Enzo Cilenti. I don't know if it's Cilenti. I'm sorry, Enzo. Uh, written, of course, by H.G. Wells, adapted and directed by Ken Bentley and produced by David Richardson. The Island of Dr. Moreau is available exclusively on the Big Finish site. Uh, we gave you a 15-minute tease of it last week in the podcast, so if you missed it, just zip back in time or on SoundCloud, iTunes or the Big Finish site and have a listen. But here's a reminder of the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Island of Dr. Moreau. You were picked up in a boat. Very nearly dead. Montgomery's the name. Brendick, I take it you know the destination of this vessel? The island ahead of us, where I live. So far as I know, it hasn't a name. I'm itching to get to work with this new stuff. First, the problem of an uninvited guest. What do you propose we do with him? We certainly can't take him into our confidence just yet. Those things are an abomination. To this day, I have never troubled about the ethics of the matter. <laughs> yes, we have him now. He's heading for the Cape. We might pin the wretched brute into a corner of the island. What were those things? Were they beast or were they man? Grotesque-looking creatures. Evil are the punishments of those who break the law. None escape. Damn you! Must I lock you up and throw away the key? Never! Thank God, Prendick! The brute's loose! We must go after him! Oh God! Keep away! I'm warning you! Big Finish. We love stories. And finally, from the Big Finish news, on Wednesday, the 5th of July, we'll be revealing the brand new cover for volume two of The Prisoner. Mm, a bit visual, I know. So here's the trailer for volume one, just in case you don't know about the series at all. <laughs> he doesn't break any speed limits and get himself into trouble. He's going to get himself killed one day, you know. 
Where am I? In the village. In the village. Désirez-vous un taxi, monsieur? Take me away from here. Where to? As far as you can go. I heard this was your first day. And my last. Why do you say that, number six? Don't call me that. It's just the number of a house I woke up in. Nothing, number six. Philo. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you work for. And I don't care. Open that door or I'll break it down. There's no need for all this nonsense. All we want to know is why you resign. Stop! Do not run! Halt! Stop running, man! Stop running! You don't stand a chance! We don't want any unhappiness in our beautiful village. And if Number Six behaved aggressively towards you... What's your real name? What's yours? You see? We're both scared to talk. This place is a mad house. A bloody nightmare. Yes, get out of here. Yes, we must or they'll kill us. Worse. Worse. Orange alert. Orange alert. So yes, The Prisoner, the cult 1960s series starring Patrick McGowan as a spy who resigned then wakes up to find himself incarcerated in a happy, clappy seaside community known only as The Village. They're trying to break him. They want to know why he resigned and he's not going to tell them. And our reimagining continues. Uh, here's an exclusive peek at some of the mind-bending madness on its way for you in Volume 2. Uh, sorry, I, uh, I didn't expect to... Well, I didn't expect find you just standing in the street. Didn't you? Six. What about six? Not six. How can anyone believe someone is dead if if they don't see the body? Did I? You didn't know? Where have you been? You didn't know? They provide you with photos of some Italianate architecture. They? And you scribble log entries on the back of a faked up news sheet called the Tally Ho. Never heard of the village? Phases A and B have been successfully enacted. We're ready with phase C. Where's your number? I'm not a number. I'm a free oh, Do stop looking so confused, old chap. It's wearing a bit thin. I meant the music. Delightful, don't you think? It's loud. Yes. Delightful. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> the truth is not what you make it. The truth is the truth. Reality is reality. You don't decide what reality is. Reality exists. There's far more to all this than you know. Far, far more. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And it's another spectacularly beautiful day. Isn't it just? Yes, it is number six. Enjoy your day. Get him out of my sight. And I'm not. Not what? Not home. 
I'll never accept this prison as my home. Attention! Number six is now leaving the village shop. With his little pink parcel. I see. Who do you now? Have I done something wrong? You tell me. What happens to retired number twos? <laughs> or perhaps I should say fired number twos. I'll break whatever little conspiracy you're trying to hatch. Where am I? <laughs> you are in harmony. 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 And this seems like an opportune time to mention that next week's podcast... Which will, be, which will be officially released on Monday the 10th of July, but sneakily released on Sunday the 9th of July. <laughs> Ooh, sneaky. Uh, will be a summer special, uh, which won't be us sitting by a swimming pool sipping margaritas. No, this will be uh, all about the upcoming August release of The Prisoner Volume 2. Nick and I will be having a week off from our weekly podcast banter, but the podcast will be packed with interviews and previews of The Prisoner Volume 2 along with a few other summer special items. No idea what they'll be but they will be special! I wrote that in capitals. <laughs> uh, well, here's hoping. And there we go. That's the end of the news. It's a rocket-propelled edition of the news today uh, in true Dan Dare spirit so I'm going to light the fuse and there it goes! It's... And it's gone. Dan, Who knows Dan, where it went? Dan. <laughs> Oh, never gets old. Never gets old. Uh, unlike well, me. <laughs> unlike me. I, I, I feel it these days, I do. I do. In your bones. In your bones. Time now for listeners' emails. My love for emails very nearly defies description. It's beyond love. It enters the realm of adoration. It's true. It's true. I, I love it. I, I practically I live, breathe, eat, and sleep emails. Are you all right? Um, oh, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I, t- I don't know. I think this might be an opportune time to to talk about it. You know, I just just love them. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! No, I do. I think emails are rocking. It's it's you know it's it's the post uh, in an invisible form that that. That you yeah. you know you know that doesn't ring your buzzer when you're in bed, That's and right. force you to get out to to basically open the letterbox to uh, yeah. to you you know you could order anything you could order I don't know let's think of something pointlessly small like a drawing pin you could yeah. order a drawing pin and they would send it in a box the size of your house and <laughs> and you 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 get the drawing you think oh great what's this has somebody has somebody bought me something have I got some great gift Ooh. here open it up no it's the drawing pin it's just in a pointless amount of packaging and you don't get that with emails and all you have to do to take part in this huge revolution called email is to email us at podcast at bigfinish.com this is incredible i know it's it's honestly seriously right so you send you type some words into this box and you send it to podcast that's p-o-d-cast at swirly a bigfinish.com and com and it just goes there it's gone that's it wow wow. superb i must have said this before on a podcast but i remember the first time i used the word email really i was doing a job for ibm for a um a corporate video 
and I had to learn all this stuff and I was sort of looking at a computer some big old computer which seemed modern in those days it was in the 90s this, and I, I turned around to the camera and just said you can email till your heart's content and you can even order <laughs> and when I said that I had no idea what it meant I thought what is what is email and, I, and they said just say it just say it so I had no idea and I didn't find out for about another six years what email meant yeah and it was like this and, and at the end I said the acid test uh, you can even now um, order pizza on the internet <laughs> but unfortunately uh, the branch of pizza whatever it was is in Santa Cruz so it might be a little <laughs> cold by the time it arrives <laughs> oh smooth though smooth God. it's funny and now, now it's taken over all of our lives really in, in ways you're listening we, to us on the internet yeah. it's, it's absolutely phenomenal isn't it really but I love the internet, you know. I, but I tell you what, I miss. I do miss the sound. I don't miss dial-up, but I miss the sound of dial-up. Oh, you know, yeah. <coughs> but that is internet still, Benji. I'm, I'm bound it to is, remind you. It is internet, but it's it's a an inferior type of internet. Yeah, that's true. Um, and to, to the lack of internet. You see, I'm I'm writing, uh, adapting, I should say, uh, the War of the Worlds at the moment. And you know, the thing that really strikes you about that. That if the War of the Worlds thing were to happen today, everyone would know about it instantly. But you know, the blooming the cylinder comes down in Woking, and people the next day after after loads of people have been massacred by the heat ray, people are just going to work still <laughs> because no one's heard about it or they've heard something and they think, yeah, that's probably rubbish, isn't it? You know, and the newspaper articles being and soldiers are arriving and people think, what's all the fuss about? You know, and it's that's what's fascinating me about writing it actually that. Um, it's this sort of Victorian normality shattered by something completely beyond their experience. And to start with, they don't, well, they just, they A, don't quite believe it, but in a lot of the case, B, don't know it's happening. Well, see, <laughs> and now it's down the road it's... and you don't know what's happening down the road in Victorian England because no one can phone you about it. Someone yeah, has to walk to else. tell you. Yeah. Whereas now it's the complete opposite because instead of, of that outlook, now it's that we're, we're seeing things instantly or in some cases before they've even happened and most of it's not true and we're led to believe it is like yeah. you know you, you you like you just can't believe anything anymore really but well i can... don't believe you exist i mean i, I don't can see exist. you on the screen oh i don't but i a... think that you're just some cleverly you know crafted hoax i have been discovered <laughs> self-destruct <laughs> <laughs> He's now whizzing round in his chair. Whizzing round. Like that Dalek in Death to the Dalek. Oh, that Death to I the Dalek. I have distracts out of hell. He didn't blow up, as we've he didn't, discussed as He didn't, but, but in No my, budget for the explosion. In no. my head, I, I wished he did. No, he just sort of stops, doesn't he? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I suppose we should do an email. <laughs> yes, I suppose. God, getting so deep on here, isn't it? It really is getting deep. Um but that's how we like it. So um, here we go then. So the first email, this one is coming up from um, Colin de Greyes, who has kindly uh, put down here, pronounced de Grey us. And I've been calling him de Greyes, you see. So I, I'm Colin, thank you so much for letting us know because I've been making a, I've been making a ruddy fool of myself. <laughs> I'd love so I'd not said ruddy for years until you started saying it. Oh, I love it. Ruddy idiot. Because it's like a swear word, but it isn't at all. You can get a, you can get away with it, can't you? I'm, I'm ruddy, ruddy fed up. I'm ruddy hell. <laughs> no, it's a good word. It is. It's a proper. It's a proper sort of daytime television word, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, get your ruddy. Get your get your ruddy feet down here right now. 
sort of thing. <laughs> so yes, um, they say on daytime television now. I hope they do. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Now who on knows? BBC One, get your ruddy feet down here now for <laughs> Bargain Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> That is the continuity we deserve. I watched, um, I watched Bark at the tail end of a bargain hunt just before the news, which I sometimes watch over lunch, for the first time ever, for more than three seconds. Yeah, because normally I just see it and go, ah, oh, shut up, turn it off. And I actually started going, oh, God, will they make their money back? You know, <laughs> I thought, no, they've got me. It's it's awful, isn't it? The other day, we yeah. um, we my sister's boyfriend came down. He lives up in Slough. So we all came down. We were all going to go out for a, a meal and that. Uh, and then we ended up, we just flicked on the TV and it was Come Dine With Me. I said, oh yeah, we just watched one. Three episodes later, oh, we've got, to, we've got to go out for dinner, haven't we? It's getting a bit late. <laughs> now we'll just, should we tape it? No, let's just, yeah, let's carry on. Fast forward Keep an hour watching. and it was a takeaway. <laughs> Come because Dine With Me, I think it was Lucy Briggs-Owen who was in uh, The Avengers and The Prisoner when she was interviewed the other week. I think Come Dine With Me was her guilty pleasure. I think, wasn't it um, Racky's as well? Um, oh, it's Racky, it wasn't Lucy. It was Racky, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's her, yeah. And she described it in great detail. So if anyone wants to know what Come Dine With Me is... You don't want to know, but if you do think you want to know, uh, do go back to that podcast with Racky, who plays uh, our new Time War companion with the Eighth Doctor, a character called Bliss. It's well worth a look. But yes, we've we've digressed <laughs> again. Uh, again, we're trying um, to do this quickly because it's hot and Doctor Who's on soon, and and yet we're it just doesn't it just doesn't happen, does it? Yeah. But yes, someone, so, did, someone did write in. <laughs> I'm going to digress again. Someone did write in to complain about all our digressions. Yeah, but it's fun, you know. Well, I, yeah, in, and no one, he's the only person who's ever complained, bless him. But, you know, some people, it's not for them. It's not for them, but, ah, uh, really. I said, look, if we didn't have any digressions, it would just be an advert. Well, that's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a bit of kind of light, light, light-hearted fun, you know, for, for people who, who are busy doing things and want to be diverted from everyday life. So, for example, um, you know, right now you could be, you could be cleaning up. You could be cleaning your house. A boring task. And yeah. then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I pluck uh, out of the mist of time that uh, my friend owns two Lister, um, Lister auto trucks. Now, do you know what those are, Nick? No. They are amazing. They're these little vehicles. They've got their three-wheeled vehicles. The one at the front is like on like a little swivel. And, it's, and it swivels this thing around. And you don't need any road tax. You don't need any license. And you don't need any insurance. They are the best. They're little, crazy little trucks. You wow. see, you didn't know about that before. I didn't know. You see, that is the beauty of digression. They sound deadly to me. Yeah, they're, they're, they're quite crazy. They're from the 50s. They're really out there. But there we go. So, you know. Thank you. Look it up, folks. Look it up, folks, yeah. So, yes, anyway, um, going into the first email here, it says, Morning, chaps. Well, it's afternoon here, but it's morning there. Um, Not big finish, but I do like Mr. Clifford's fruit pastel, Doctor, especially the episode (laughs) That Way Leads to Death. Wonderfully bonkers. Regards, Colin Colin DeGrace. So, the easy word you get wrong. (laughs) So what? What is the? This doesn't refer oh. to anything real, does it? Oh, it does. You this, did this, this, did you? This, this is something that happened. It was a thing. Um, this is before I was involved in Big Finish. Basically, yeah, yeah. we had this. Uh, me and a couple of friends, as Crystal D is involved, so not just me. Um, 
basically just tarnishing her with the brush as well, aren't you? Oh, we're all, but well, she's still involved. Um, she's still involved, you know. Um, yeah, we're, we were part of this wonderful group called Five Who Fans. A lovely yes. little group of Doctor Who. We do sketches and, and adverts and all sorts, and not adverts, you know, reviews is the word. Yeah. And all sorts. Love a bit of Five Who Fans. And, and what we decided to do, as well as that, um, is uh, do a sort of series of, of wacky comedy audio dramas. And um, they're, they're mainly organised by a lovely guy called Billy Tracy, who is um, mad as a, a box of frogs. But good, they, good. But, that's, you what know, like. that's what we like, isn't it? And uh, so we were playing all these sort of alternative versions of the Doctor. So um, so you have sort of... Uh, it's, it's quite fun. So you have sort of the sorry Doctor, who's, who's very, you know, oh, 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 dread, dreadfully sorry... Uh, you have um, the fruit pastel doctor in my case, which is basically Tom Baker. But but instead of it, he's sort of that mad side of uh, Tom, but uh, but he's so mad. He's basically he's so mad you actually think he could kill you in this case. He owns <laughs> he owns he owns a pub and he's he's basically the the universe's most feared. You know he's there saying yes. Well, I've locked the door. Nobody can escape now. <laughs> you know and. and I think one of the episodes, um, he breaks a man's hand. Uh, he breaks. He's on a plane and he breaks the pilot's hands just so that he can save the plane from plummeting to its death. Uh-huh. Purely because he he'd always wanted to, to do that because he likes flight simulation. It's it's incredibly. He's he's mad. And, and Colin here has done a piece of artwork. Are those meant to be fruit pastel? Oh no, he's done peas because he's, he's done your doctor there and pelted with peas. It's actually a really good. It reminds me of um the cover reminds me of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with that sort of yeah. pea round like creature. But yeah, so we mentioned but, pelted with peas was a phrase that came up. Was it last week? It's, it certainly came up at some point. It's, because it, you were saying that when you were trying to do... If you tried to do Foley when it was raining outside, you'd have the noise of the rain against the window and it would sound like the Doctor was being pelted with peas. <laughs> and I said, oh, yes, that's the name of a Doctor Who adventure I'm writing. Well, and pel- now he's done that. And Colin has done the cover for it. It's beautiful. I think I might put it on my official Facebook page. Oh, God. It's, it's, it's that, that, that photo has followed me around. And it, we, we did a photo shoot for a laugh. And uh, you know, for these, a scarf for these and covers, a and it, jacket, yeah. it's a great jacket. That actually, it's got side vents. Um, but <laughs> but everywhere I go now, that photo keeps cropping up because I think Billy made he made a cutout, a special cutout for people to use it where they want to. And so we went and did a big finish day, and I think like the organisers of that printed it out and put it on a poster. <laughs> uh, every and t- to my surprise and everybody else's, I was there like, oh god, god, <laughs> god, I've not met most of these people before great they think i'm a fool but yeah so thanks for sending that in lovely cover this way yeah um and colin uh you are of course colin de Greus, not colin de Greus. you are the person who sent me that lovely uh, vision express uh, glasses case which i then left on a blooming train and have had to replace i nearly yesterday i was just visiting bafta sounds terribly grand it wasn't and um i i nearly left that on a black table this this black case that you can see here on a black table I just as I was leaving the room I turned back and saw it there because I had my glasses on. anyway this is all massively interesting uh, next up time to set something right time to resolve an in- injustice this is from Matt Holzman uh, hey Benji and Nick I'm a long time turned out I can't read I'm a long time listener to all things Big Finish especially the podcast 
good. And this is my third time emailing in. But so far, you've failed to read out my letters. Buck up! After a grumpy emoji. Um, Yeah, wow. I wonder why that is. I love the fact that Matt says letter. I was Love it. Perhaps it was lost in the post. (laughs) Yes, maybe it was. said, I'm currently listening to the new First Doctor Companion Chronicles release, and it is absolutely amazing. Across the darkened city is worth the entry price alone. Oh, that's one with the Dalek in, you see. I must admit, I was in two minds about pre-ordering it until you announced on your Facebook page, shameless plug for your Facebook page, that all pre-orders came with PDF downloads of the script. I instantly ordered it as I find it so much easier to follow the scripts as I listen along. Hmm. I might be in the minority here, but I really prefer it and it gives me an even greater experience while sitting with my headphones on. I subscribe to the main range of Doctor Who, that is, as well, mostly because of the fact that you get exclusive downloads to the script. Yet we also offer that with The Prisoner, by the way. Just mm-hmm. However, the only other release I've had scripts for is the 10th Doctor Limited Edition release. Can't wait for Volume 2. Will this one come with script downloads too? For you, Matt, I'll make sure of that. Uh, I'll write an email about it now. Here we go. I'm writing to Sue Cowley. Uh, that, is, Sue that is how Cal- you get things Cal- done. Yeah. I've, set, I've typed her name as Sai. Sue <laughs> Cowley. There we are. Uh, d- download scripts, scripts. Yeah, and to David Richardson, I think. Yeah, yeah. Let's make sure we have script PDFs available for customers uh, who buy the Tenth Doctor volume two just came up in a oh my typing's gone rubbish in it's because i'm doing it around my microphone (laughs) in a podcast smiley face because i'm a nice boss he is n right okay there you are matt that's all been sorted um (laughs) i don't know why that's yeah that's been sorted now (laughs) Sorted. Sorted by... Could you please release the scripts for more of your ranges, as I'm certain it had influenced my spending. Uh, Do other listeners feel the same? I'd be interested to know. So would I. You know, I've asked... I I asked a while back for it to be across the board, but everyone rolled their eyes and said it is so difficult to actually get a final, final version and make sure it's the correct version that goes so... I don't know. Because also, things get altered in the studio. It's true, Um, yeah. Uh, but I don't think that matters. I think it'd be fun if you see that there are some differences. Anyway, leave that with me, Matt. And and uh, uh, those of you listening, <laughs> could you let us know what you think about that? I'd be really interested to know. Uh, that's it from me, says Matt. Although I do have a final question about why the novel adaptations have ceased. <laughs> I jest, of course, he says. <laughs> Please read my email out on the podcast, exclamation mark. Matt Holzman, sent from my living room, it says in brackets. Well, thank goodness. I think is do we still do the um, thing where occasionally people get scripts and pages from scripts in the post? Uh, they don't because we haven't been running any competitions, but we still get them done. We've got a massive pile of signed scripts, but we do we give some to charity, we auction some off. You know, it's all all in a good cause. Yeah, I don't know. It just came to my mind, but yeah, that's always we should always do that. Yeah, I'll look into that for always uh, nice, isn't it? The podcast after our our little summer break for the Prisoner Summer Special podcast. 
Whenever I think of Summer Break, I just think of sort of slightly slightly twangy 50s guitar <laughs> and us on some bus driving around some sort of slightly rubbish sort of Isle of Wight-like sort of scenery, you know? <laughs> I'm, you know. We say it's a Summer Break. It won't really be for us. We'll still be working away, but there's so much on for me next week. I just, you know, as it is, we're recording this podcast you know, the the day before it gets released, which means I'll spend all this evening uh, editing. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, yeah. Can you hear the violins playing? It's such a tragedy to work at Big Finish, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hopefully it'll be worth it, especially with this next email, which um, I have to admit I really like. Brilliant email. Uh, so now for some ice cream antics from Jim Morell, or Murrell, depending on what your accent is I, and where you're I from. I want to say morale. I sounds, want to say morale, yeah. but, but you know, well, he likes yeah. saying moral, you know. <laughs> sounds, he sounds like a really good character, doesn't he? Oh, my, name's, my name's Moral. I run I, this gaff. I saw a cylinder come down and crashed into the trees. My name's Jim Moral. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can find it down on old Moral's farm down there. <laughs> and right on my dinner table, it did. Yummy. Uh, so his email says, and he, he doesn't speak with a West Country accent, and he certainly, especially with the opening to this letter, it says, Dear Lord Briggs and Master Benjamin, I like him already, um, I write in my capacity as Grandmaster of the 99 Ice Cream Historical Society of Great Britain and the Empire, brackets, founded last Tuesday. <laughs> love it, love it. Do you do, do mugs? I'd love one. <laughs> He's serious. He's oh, serious, Jim. Yeah. Oh my God! It's the that? feds! It's the feds! <laughs> <laughs> that was just someone randomly in uh, the town I live in, just making a "it's summer" sort of noise. I thought he was doing a siren or something. Yeah, I don't know. And it was echoing around the car park behind my house. Oh, there's more. There he goes it's again. It's summer. It's, it's the hey. summer special already. It's come a week early. <laughs> So yes, anyway, he yes. continues here saying, During the podcast of the 25th of June, I heard young master Benji refer to the origin of the name of the number nine ice cream as the it The 99 being... ice cream. Did I say the number nine? No, yeah, that's my local bus. Um, <laughs> I heard young master Benji refer to the origin of the name of the 99 ice cream as being its cost of 99 pence. Uh, yeah. Did my ears deceive me? No, no, no. Buck up, Master Benji. No, the 99 has been in existence since the early 1930s and would certainly not have cost 99p. Instead, indeed, there that is like a, a weekly wage back then. It does. <laughs> Can you imagine remortgaging your house to get a, a 99? <laughs> indeed, there is a recording of Field Marshal Montgomery in the queue for the ice cream van in which he can clearly be heard shouting, and this one goes out to Nick. Nick? It's damnable disgrace. He's put in a nice lot of R's for me to do the lisp. And, yeah, oh, nice. it's very, very, very wonderfully done. Uh, the origin of the name remains a mystery to this day and would, I feel, be a good subject for a big finished play, which I would <laughs> certainly be happy to write, direct and collect large royalties from in the interest of the historical, uh, in the interest of historical accuracy. Uh, in the meantime, keep up the great work on the podcast. All the best. Jim sent from my iPad. Oh, Jim, I would. I'd really like to know about the the his, the, the origin of the nineteen. We're going to have to Google it, aren't we? It's going to be one of those things. Yeah, I mean, it's you know. It's, uh, oh, no, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to search for the ninety nine on on the script. That would be origin. 
of the 99 ice cream. So it's not, you're absolutely right, Jim. It isn't 99p. That, that's, I was, the origins of the name are uncertain. One claim is that it was coined in Portobello, Scotland, when uh, Stephen Arcari, who opened a shop in 1922 at 99 Portobello High Street, would break a large flake in half and stick it in an ice cream. The name came from the shop's address. I'm liking that. Yeah, that's a nice sort of chilled out approach isn't it whereas there is another possibility here that it was named by the italian ice cream sellers um or just italian ice cream sellers. <laughs> they weren't weren't a company many from the mountainous areas in veneto trentino bellu bellu i don't know how to pronounce that one bellunese and friuli uh in honor of the final wave of conscripts for the first world war uh, born in 1899 and referred to as iragazzi del 99 the boys of 99 there we go so wow i mean it, well i mean i don't know whether it's as interesting as uh building uh terminology from a couple of weeks ago oh, but we've know. certainly got a bit of extra info in there thank you for that jim yeah thank and you. finally here's one from david avery uh as he lives in a bird sanctuary <laughs> <laughs> sorry david twitter woo Oh, hi, Nick and Benji. I am thrilled with excitement over everything that has been released so far. Also, I'm excited about future announcement re- announced releases, too. Your email makes sense, but my reading of it doesn't. Uh, my questions are as follows. Will there be a Dalek Empire Series 5? I blummin' hope so. Uh, you have spoken about an original series for Big Finish, as mentioned in the previous podcast. It's true. When will we hear more about it? In the future. Um, also... That's a really inadequate answer, isn't it? <laughs> also, would you have any idea if Pathfinder Legends will have more series and any more on Stargate? Um, not sure what's happening with Pathfinder Legends. Um, uh, no news on Stargate yet. Uh, sorry if this email is long. It isn't, David. It's very short. Maybe things seem longer from inside an Avery. Thanks very much. <laughs> P.S. My birthday is also the 29th of September. Yeah, that's, that's my birthday too. Ooh. And also the... You know, the anniversary of The Prisoner and Captain Scarlet. But, David adds, making me feel like an ancient old lag. Uh, I was born in 1983. Cheers to you all, David Avery. Sent from my iPhone. It was the the 10th birthday of the iPhone this week, wasn't it? It was indeed. It was indeed. Their batteries aren't a bit better. It's it's true. I saw many companies bucking the trends to join in on that hashtag. I was just like, something popped up like, 10 years of the iPhone and make sure you take a picture of your food by coming to such and such as Italian. (laughs) It's like, you snakes. (laughs) Take a picture of your 99 ice cream, whatever the origin of the term. Well, there we go. So that was uh, this week's listeners' emails. As always, fascinating, full of informative infomodules, and you name it, we've got them. I don't know what they are, but who info knows? nodules as info well. Info nodules, indeed, you do. Oh, I've got this nodule, but at least it's informative. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, you know, it's, it's could be a lot worse. I think really is, is what you have to say. So really, that's it for the emails this week. Now, because we're really into recycling here, um, we won't need to recycle them because they're emails. They don't physically take up paper unless you print them out so in in this case we don't need to do anything because they're already gone um and and that's that (laughs) 
So now it's time for our guest star interview with Neris Hughes, a great actor and a lovely human being. She recently came in to record a top secret Tom Baker story. When I say recently, I mean literally yesterday for me. That's Friday. Uh, hence the picture of her and Tom associated with this podcast. Uh, the story won't be released for a few years yet. Not for years, mate. Not years. <laughs> no, years. Uh, but I just couldn't resist grabbing the chance to talk to a British TV legend and ask her the usual silly, virtually pointless questions. <laughs> Hello, Neris Hughes, and welcome to the Big Finish podcast. I'm thrilled to be here. Now then, um, there are set questions for this podcast. Oh, okay. And luckily, we've been chatting, so one of them you'll now know the answer for. Oh. The, the first question uh, is to make it all about me, which is, when did you first meet me? Oh, it's indelible in my mind. <laughs> it was when we were doing a Doctor Who, and it was Paul McGann. And I was terribly impressed that you'd been the voice of a Dalek. Oh. And then your wonderful personality shone through as well. So oh, that was it. You. Thank you. That's good. Yeah, it was. I can't, I can't remember the name of the story. No, me neither. But, no, sorry. Uh, can't remember the name. I'll mention it at some other point in the podcast. In the next episode of Doctor Who. In the door closing. Where are we anyway? Phobos. Martian Luna Park. Airlock depressurizing. Phobos is Greek for fear. They didn't know how right they were when they called it that. Depressurization complete. Why did you think Lucy was a monster? What monsters? Outer door open. Oh, is that Mars up there? Pretty, isn't it? Oh, pretty isn't the word. A senseless, vicious attack and not something a human could have done. I told you. Oh, God. More monsters. I've seen them. We get them everywhere we go. Strange animal things. Didn't they see us come? Maybe I'm just good at finding them. They come from the wormhole. How far down does it go? No one knows. Yeah, nobody's ever hit the bottom. They're getting closer every day. Good to go. Up, up, and away! Phobos. Okay, the next question is, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? <laughs> the food is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think what I like about it is that it's so relaxed and I think because it's relaxed you kind of spark up better you know yes. there's no tension there's a sort of lovely and that's down a lot to you okay. and also the Thank scripts are, are, are very good and tight I mean you'd think people would actually be getting a bit tired now of writing scripts but they're not they're still quite fresh aren't they yeah I would say and so, yeah. Big Finish seems to I didn't realise how long Big Finish has been going. When did it start? Oh, well, the Doctor Who started being released in 19... That, sorry, that's me just kicking something there. Not, it wasn't not, me. Not Neris, no, so it wasn't fine. me. It wasn't me. <laughs> Answer the question. Um, <laughs> has it been going a long time? 1999 was our first Doctor Who right. release. So I've been executive producer now for... Well, nearly 11 years. So Have you? That's, that's, so I've been doing it for quite a while. So, yes. yes but it's been going a long time. You've also, you've done other things. You've done a, at least one Torchwood for us. Yes, you? Oh, I yeah. loved Torchwood. It's so mad. <laughs> yes. And it, I, one of the main reasons I did the television was because they said that um, I could morph into a monster. Oh. So I was this mother-in-law who... Um, morphed into this hideous monster and I had to have red eyes and claws and absolutely oh, yes, I've amazing. Seen the pictures. Have you? Yes, and yes. then I got blown up. Wow. Yes, it was quite amazing. And then on and, and then of course for Big Finish as well. It it it's sort of as if it's meant to be that I'm a monster on the quiet. <laughs> 
Although I'm I'm frightfully um, good in this one. I'm I'm not at all monstrous. You're am very I? nice. I'm though. a nice, yeah. Yeah. kind. Barbara Hepworth type artist, aren't I? Yes, yes. I tried to be quite butch within it. Do you think I am? Do you think I've achieved that? There's a great strength to your performance. <laughs> <laughs> it's toxic. And, then, and of course, people listening now won't, won't know what this production is because we won't be telling oh, I them see. for a couple of years. It's fine, though. It's fine because we've not given anything oh, away. Oh, sorry about no, that. No, no, you haven't given no, anything away. No. It's, it's a beautiful tease. Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> the, uh, now, the, the next question is, what is tingling your molecules about entertainment in general for you? Like something you've watched recently or a book or music, anything you like that's just it's like a little snapshot of your favourite entertainment thing at this moment? Favourite entertainment thing? Well, I, I suppose I like um, what I get mixed up with, maybe my age, but these thrillers that are on that are awfully good. I mean, they're brilliant. But if you have to wait a week, to the next episode, yes. I get terribly confused about who's murdered who and who's. But there are some wonderful thrillers about, aren't there? Oh yeah. And um, I I can't pick one out at the moment because they're all so good and well acted. I mean, Broadchurch, of course, was exceptional, yeah. and that Olivia Coleman is special, isn't she? Yes, definitely. Have you hooked her? I don't know whether we've ever had her in. We no. certainly haven't had her in since she's become famous. I don't know whether it had happened before. We she's should... awfully good. She's brilliant. She's just so real. You see, I've tried. Yes. That's what I've tried to do all my career is to be real. Because if you put something on, there's a space between you and who's listening to you. And and I think particularly radio and and sound in general, it's got to have that certain intimacy hasn't it i mean obviously if you're acting a rather loud part you can't do that but the idea of a microphone on the whole i think is just chatting and i sort of feel that that's acting as well that let them overlook what you're doing or overhear what you're seeing rather than punching it across into somebody's face Definitely. <laughs> it, it picks up the reality, doesn't it? I as long think. as it's true. It doesn't matter whether it's loud or quiet, as long no. as it's the truth. Truth. And Doctor Who, as much as anything, you've got to believe what you're doing. If you try and make fun of it or try and sort of be clever, it doesn't actually quite work because it, 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 Doctor Who has got to be absolutely believable. Yes. And that's what makes the madness work, isn't it? Definitely. Definitely. The final question mm-hmm. I'd be pleased to hear mm-hmm. is, uh, what is your um, guilty secret in entertainment? Something that you like, but you think you shouldn't like it. Like, oh. I confess there was some awful teenagers, teenage girls movie called Chalet Girl, which is, you know, about yes. a girl on holiday falling in love with a man. And it, it, it's, it's trivial nonsense, but it's done so beautifully. And whenever it's on, I find myself watching it and really enjoying it. But it's kind of a guilty secret. I see. Anything like um, that? No, there was a terribly naughty American series with David Duchovny in it, where he's a very naughty boy and just has every woman in sight. Oh, yes. What was that called? Do you know what that's called, Paul? I honestly really? don't quite remember what it was called yeah, but that was I naughty i've never seen it i only saw the trailers oh did you well if you <laughs> it's terribly naughty and it did go off a bit i didn't enjoy it but in the beginning my husband and i used to sit and go, oh, ooh. <laughs> 
that was your guilty pleasure. Well, I can't honestly say it was a guilty pleasure. I can't. I'm Welsh and I'm Presbyterian Methodist. I don't have guilty pleasures. <laughs> I am what you see. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, huge thanks to Neris. She's the kind of person who's lovely to have around, not just because she's uh, such a nice person, because she's so very, very good to work with. Let's have much more Neris Hughes. That's what I say. I can imagine she'd be the type of person, you know, on a Sunday afternoon, you could say, oh, should we invite Neris Hughes around for a cup of tea? Yeah. I can imagine yeah. it would be the loveliest cup of tea you'd ever have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or coffee, depending on your preference. And, well, you know, yeah, yeah. It doesn't or matter, beverage, really. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't serve a squash though. I mean, that's you know, it's a bit out there, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've just had some lime squash. I have it. Lime squash is nice, actually. Yeah, I like yeah, the lemony yeah. ones as well. Um, the thing is, I I tell you one thing, I can't stand, and that's um the, the fruit and barley sort of summer fruit style affair. I just don't like really it. don't know what it's meant to be, and and thus I don't like it. No, no. Uh, well, I think that's a fair prejudice to have. Yeah. No. <laughs> And blackcurrant. Um, oh, yeah. Who knows? Ribena or nothing. Well, if you're ever sick after you've had blackcurrant. Well, that's, I mean, well, you say that, old old, bit- old singer's remedy, hot Ribena. Warms really? the cockles, old boy, yeah. Wasn't it? Or burns your throat. Don't don't drink it too soon after boiling the water. Uh, anyway, so Nick, calm down because I know you're going to get overexcited. Oh! I know. <laughs> because it is time for... The Randomoid Selectatron. Oh. Cue the music. And yes, it's time to focus in on the Big Finish listener, Hannah Newman's uh, brilliant internet creation, which allows you to press a button and randomly select a Big Finish release from the vast archive available. That's right. Here we go. So it is clicked now and... Uh, clicked, yes. Death Rass. Death Rass. Very, oh, very, yeah. quite a new one, this, isn't it? It is, yeah, yes. Um, that's written by, I think it's Adrian Poynton, isn't it? I haven't got tis, to the page Tis, tis, tis. It's one of yours, yeah. directed by. I certainly did direct it, yes. And a, a stunning performance from John Banks as a monkey. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's John Banks. He's, he's good at everything. Yeah. Lovely and also guy. There's a, there's a great actor in it called Alistair Petrie, who was also in, I think he was in Rogue One, and he was in The Night Manager. And I don't think we knew that while we were recording it I think he might have gone on to do those things afterwards the funny thing about him is that uh, while he was acting I turned to David Richardson and said John Dorney and it, he, his voice is so similar to John Dorney's oh okay I'm going to have to listen to this why have we bothered to get him when he sounds just like John Dorney <laughs> yeah let's just pay John Dorney instead yes I'm just looking at his IMDB now he's been in quite a few the other night manager Rogue One he also has similar sort of colouring to John you know auburn hair and freckles he's been in Vera yeah there you go Sherlock Sherlock yeah oh, he's a he's a brilliant actor oh so is John Dorney by the by um, yeah and Josh Bolt was in it who came back to do some stuff with us in um uh, the War Doctor, lovely chap, Josh. Uh, Jane Slavin. Re- yeah, of course, of course. I think Josh was recommended to us by uh, Nicola Walker, who plays Livchenka. She often makes little recommendations, and she was jolly right. He's a lovely fellow. Yeah, it was a, uh, a great story to do, and had. Uh, I mean, we enjoyed doing it, but it's one of those ones that um, the reaction to it was 
far more positive than we had anticipated. I mean, it's not that we thought, oh, it's no good. We just, you know, we didn't think of it as... We were delighted because we had a lovely time doing it. And it's a lovely story. Quite scary. Oh, it's got the lady from um, Keeper of Charkin in it, hasn't it? Oh. That is... Yeah, Sheila Ruskin. Yeah. She she was... Um, what's the name of the lady in uh, Keeper of Charkin? Oh, now. I can't remember now. It's I so, can picture uh, her, but I have to remember. Um, she, Cassia, Cassia. Yes, with wonderful hair, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we haven't played the trailer. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who: The Fourth Doctor Adventures, Deathras. It's a submarine. I'd say Earth. British. World War Two. What the? Don't come any closer. Who are you? Put that gun down, you silly man. We're here to help you. Doctor, take a look through the periscope. That could prove a problem. TARDIS. The one that's currently floating away. There's loads of them coming this way. And worryingly, this Time Lord doesn't have a clue what type of creatures they are. Soon we will have Deathras, and I can at last know peace. Big finish. We love stories. There they are, Deathras. The Fourth Doctor Adventures. So there we go. So that's one to, one to check out. In fact, it's got yeah. some wonderful reviews here, actually. Yeah. So so it's definitely worth a uh, worth a listen. But also, it's it's a, it's a lovely Tom Baker story and yeah. uh, work uh, sound and music by Jamie Robertson, who loves oh, he loves his Tom Baker stuff. Top, he's yeah. always he's always a a legend. Uh, I think he's off on his bike right now, actually. And Is I can, he? I can tell you that for a fact. Yeah, because he he messaged me this morning about something. Um, I think he bought something that I've got. Um, not not something of mine, something that I use, and that. And I said, "Oh, I've got something to send you later." And he said, "Oh, he said, well, I'm off on my bike." So, uh, so if you see if you see a, a mad sound designer on a bicycle, um, make sure you don't open your car door whilst he goes past, because well, no, that's a horrible thing to happen. Yeah, especially <laughs> because he. He's finished The Prisoner, but I was told that he's only uploaded the first two episodes to the server, you know, and I, I, we got it done, you know, early, and the, and he's not uploaded the rest of it yet. Jamie, you know, he, yeah. he needs to he needs to, to buck up. Buck up, Jamie! Buck up, Jamie! He's, but he's doing so much at the moment. Oh, I he's don't know the, how he yeah. does it. Honestly, yeah. I really don't. The man's, you know... I, I, he's I, a genius, though. His music is... Oh. Well, he does the sound design for The Fourth Doctor as well, which is brilliant. But he's also a lovely guy. So He is. Yeah, oh, he's lovely. Lovely chap. Lovely so chap. smart, so talented. So there we go, Jamie. You, you heard it here first from... from. I wonder, I wonder whether he'll, he'll hear this. I, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, Jamie, we love you. We love you, Jamie. So the, the comedy would be if, if by some strange sort of sci-fi way he's he's on his bicycle and he can suddenly hear it. No, they're <laughs> back, they're back! Fight it! Fight it! Fight um, it, Bilal! To which case he ends up like um, like that policeman in... Um, in Is it uh, Spearhead from Space with the bicycle? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you never know. There's a, there's a mounted policeman in War of the Worlds who rides away screaming when the heat ray gets used. <laughs> I put him in the in the script. That's got to be done. I, I hope it's one it's of those. Like the idea of a you know mounted policeman riding bus going. Rah! 
<laughs> it's got to be a high-pitched scream as well. <laughs> I've given yeah. him some lines in my adaptation. I think he's oh. screaming something like fires from hell or something. Yeah. Great balls of fire. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Right, uh, well, there we are. There we go. There's so Ran. that's that. Cheers, Ran. You're, a, you're an absolute legend, as always, delivering the goods uh, on time as well. And so as the podcast fizzles out like a GCSE experiment that went wrong, failed the practical exam only to go up in a harmless puff of green smoke later, whilst no one was paying attention. In actual fact, I, I hate I, I hated the GCSEs. I hate it. It's, it's no reflection on me. I mean, I, I passed science. That's a fact. I passed science science with a b which is better than a better than a c but not as good as an a um uh, well you're, you're not wrong there i can see why you got such a high mark because yeah. you're clearly a man of great intelligence oh i can't i can't <laughs> i can't stand it i can't stand learning well i like learning it's funny I, you're I, so smart though why, why don't you like learning because G- gcse's are exams by the way in, in british schools in case anyone listening doesn't know that yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people I, I don't like learning things if i have to i like learning things if i want to so if you sat me down and said learn learn that book of science i'd be really annoyed and probably wouldn't do it in fact i'd fight it all the way but like fight what, it Bilal. exactly like that um but then on the other hand i like learning other stuff so at the moment in my spare time when i'm not working i'm trying to learn how to with the help of train simulator want to learn to drive a train on full uh, difficulty with full simulation and that's learning i enjoy that i enjoy the thrill of learning something that i can apply it to something even in this case where it's pointless but yeah so if i were ever on a train with you and something went wrong i could say benji yeah, go and take the controls and i'd say on the way and i'd be off and then you and then you find that the compartment was locked and you couldn't get in yeah or i'd get in and i'd be like oh i don't, don't know this model it's that new <laughs> one isn't it oh i don't know maybe if i no no that's just that's just flushed all the lavatories um oh dear um so yeah but i hated school um i look back i really didn't like school um nothing particularly bad about it i just didn't like it but if you like school then why not email in because it doesn't it's weird isn't it who likes school i no 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 i tolerated it yeah i think that's 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 a appropriate thing to say yeah. you, t- you can tolerate I'd rather it. be at home making funny noises into a tape record <laughs> well that's what it's all about and unless unless you're like me I, I bunked off PE for two years and then just went to the music rooms instead uh, ah. yeah see practical um, but there we go so that's where that's where this podcast has gone so now um, without further ado um, here's Nick to round up the latest Big Finish releases to make you go <laughs> You have got to listen to Doctor Who Short Trips How to Win Planets and Influence People A great story by James Goss starring Rufus Hound as the meddling monk Not uh, Rufus Sewell, who I said, <laughs> said to Ian Atkins the other day and he just looked at me blankly, quite rightly uh, Then there's Fantasy Adventure with the Curse of the Crimson Throne, Crown of Fangs from our Pathfinder Legends series based on the global role-playing smash hit. Remember Survivor Series 6? If you haven't caught up with it yet, it's getting stupendous reviews. Deservedly. Obvs. Uh, there's a quirky uh, release, Marilyn Sinatra. Marilyn and Sinatra. Sorry, her name is not Marilyn Sinatra. That would just be mad. Yes, really? Uh, the First Doctor Companion Chronicles with Daleks, uh, Subterranea with the Fourth Doctor Romana and Mole Creatures, Shadow Planet and Worlds Apart, starring Sylvester McCoy as the Seventh Doctor, Torchwood underscore Cascade underscore CD Rip dot Tor, which I finally said correctly, starring Naoko Mori. Brilliant. Uh, the Lives of Captain Jack, starring John 
Barrowman. And you can also listen to Unit Extinction Part 1 for free, starring Gemma Redgrave and the gang. That's your lot. Look at that for a bunch there. If you were to run that through a sieve and get all those ingredients out of it, I don't think you'd be disappointed. So that's pretty much it for the podcast now. Any yeah. last words, Nick? I'm not going to shoot you or anything. Just have you yeah. got any last words? Why are you any last words? <laughs> Cigarette. Um, I, uh, well, uh, I've just seen Despicable Me 3 today with my son, and I slept through half of it. <laughs> that was that was my, It was a brilliant email. Nick said, oh, he said, uh, could you record this podcast on Saturday about about half past three he said it's only I've, I've got to go and see Despicable uh, Me 3 with my son and uh, my wife and I just started laughing because I just had this great idea of in, in some parallel universe Nick went on his own because he just really wanted to see Despicable Me 3 uh, do you mind if I just just go I just went to watch Despicable Me 3 sitting there with it <laughs> that bad. would have to be a parallel universe listen I don't mind those films I've watched the first two several times but uh, this one I mean I, you know I'd had a busy week in London got the train back they met me we went you know in dorchester we went and um at the and dorchester I enjoyed... sorry hmm? sorry i had no, to... not at the dorchester <laughs> terrible <Yeah>. reference <laughs> i um yeah i enjoyed the second half when i woke up i think i said to you benji tonight it didn't matter that i'd missed the first half you know that's the nature of those films i was able to, you immediately get the plot and i really enjoyed the second half and laughed out loud brilliant stuff <laughs> so there we go yeah. that's a review right there out of 10 nick Oh, well, I only saw half of it, so five. <laughs> when I used to do film reviews, on the very rare occasions, I think there were only two occasions where I just couldn't stand a film, that I just left during it because I c- couldn't, you know, bear it any longer. I would always give them... If I walked out of them, I'd give them a good review, even really? though I thought they were rubbish, because I thought, well, that's the... You know, I should do that because I, I didn't do my job properly. I couldn't stay. But you know you know when you're so bored and you think you're going to fall asleep and literally crack your head open on the seat in front of you or yeah, something. Yeah, man. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse <laughs> the Black Pearl. What's the, th- what's the third one with the stupid crabs? That was dreadful. Well, yeah, no, I didn't even get... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have... I have I, you know, when I was doing film reviews sort of all day, every day during the weeks, I, I would, I, during the week, I would, I would sometimes be literally reduced to pulling hairs out of my legs to keep me awake. <laughs> oh, I did God. that several times because I thought... You can't sleep if you're pulling a hair out of you. You can't. Also, I used to chew gum as well. You can't sleep if you're chewing gum. Clever idea. Uh, but, there was, yeah. but there were some that I, there were two I seem to remember uh, that I walked out of, and I just um, I gave I gave them I didn't give them brilliant reviews. I gave them good reviews. Yeah, I gave them, gave them three stars, which was unfair. Out of out of five or out of ten? Out of five. That's all right. Yeah, okay, but I used to get criticised a lot for being too generous, not because of those films, but you know there were a lot of films I gave five stars to, and the editor said, "Well, what? Well, I didn't think it was that good." And I said, "Well, I know you don't, but you're not doing the review. It's hey. me, and I liked it." That's so, it. You know, that's, that's that nature of it. Isn't it review is is one person's opinion. We better say bye. We better say bye. Yeah. So it's bye from me. And it's bye from him. And now here's the first 15 minutes of our fourth Doctor adventure, The Mavellan Grave, starring Tom Baker and Lala Ward as the Doctor and Romana. Out this month.
Ah. Mail for you! What? 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 Did I wake you? Sorry. No, I, I, I was reflecting. <clears throat> Audibly. Here. For me? The Doctor, 107 Baker Street, London, NW1. Yes, for you. Ah. Oh, my new scientist subscription is an article on black holes by John Gribben. Clever chap. Uh-uh, wrong. Mm, nearly right, yeah. You know, when it comes to black holes, <laughs> you've got to have been there, otherwise they're just not funny. It's the 20th century. I expect knowledge of black holes is limited. But growing. Growing? <sighs> if we're staying for a while, I should learn more about the culture. I'll switch on the entertainment scanner. They call it television. And here, this turns you what's on. Three channels. Three choices. Hmm. Something called the Open University. Oh, oh, let's not. Mork and Mindy. A less than accurate account of extraterrestrial life. Or a, <laughs> a regional news roundup. Current affairs. Mm, I am a bit peckish. Just the thing. Paris in 1979. Now London in 1980. Oh, how long are you planning for us to stay? Well, I thought we might see the decade what? out. Ten years? Well, or ten minutes, or until Tuesday. I haven't decided. No. Dr. Pierce, you must be professionally embarrassed by these news reports. You're a prominent archaeologist, and this fine... Look, I understand the media interest in this, but what has started as a novelty story in a local newspaper has been blown out of all proportion by the national press. Are you saying the reports are wrong? Well, no, not entirely. But our excavation has recovered genuine Iron Age relics. The discovery of this item... We can't explain it. Not yet, but we will. But it is electronic, isn't it? Yes. And it was unearthed with the other relics. As impossible. This is interesting. You'll be familiar with this photograph of the object, taken by a local journalist. Who misrepresented himself to get that photograph. He had no right to be there. Doctor, that's... I see it. A grey cylinder, clearly manufactured, made of plastic, with electronic buttons. Our excavation might have been deliberately contaminated. For what reason? And by whom? Possibly to discredit the dig. Or me. But we know. It's a Mavellum power pack. Indeed. Mavellum. The fact remains that the other artifacts date from the Iron Age, at least 300 BC, including a... What were Mavellans doing on Earth more than 2,000 years ago? Reputation, indeed. And what do you mean by that? I agreed to this interview because I wanted to correct some of the nonsense in the press. Or maybe I should have thought twice. We're glad you didn't. Thank you, Dr. Pierce. That's all we have time for, but if you have any comments, you can write in to the usual... That was a live interview. The studios are about 15 minutes. I think we should go and speak to this, Dr. Pierce. Well, we'll have to be quick. First things first. Gladstone bag. Gladstone bag. Gladstone? Bag, yes, exactly. Uh, uh, here it is. Uh, what's in there? Do you know how to use one of these? I was top of my class at the Academy for the geosciences. I used this to help Howard Carter find Tutankhamun's tomb. <sighs> Doctor, shouldn't we go? No time for talking. Let's go. Oh, couldn't we use the TARDIS? Not reliable, I'm afraid. We could finish up in Belgium. Or well, last Friday. Taxi!
Thank you. Ma'am. Thank you, cabby. Here's three pounds. <laughs> Invest it wisely. Dr. Pierce. I'm not speaking to any more journalists. Oh, we're not journalists. I'm Romana, and this is the Doctor. And we're from the Archaeological Scientific Society, and, well, the Society is very keen to help you solve the problem of this anachronistic find at your excavation. We, of the Society, have experience of similar finds. Archaeological Scientific Society? Never heard of it. It's very new. Yes, brand new. In your experience, then... What do you make of this cylinder? Um, we think it's dangerous. In what way? Well, I wouldn't like to say without examining it. Are you going back to the excavation site now? To a disused school nearby. We're using it as our field house. Can we come with you? Oh, all right. I don't suppose it would cause any more trouble than I'm already in. My car's around the corner. So far, so good. Far now. The site's only just outside London, near the North Downs Way by Godston. The North Downs Way? It's a pathway that runs from Farnham to the coast at Dover. It runs alongside the Pilgrim's Way, a well-worn route for travellers down the centuries. I'm impressed, Doctor. Yes, the Pilgrim's Way dates from the Stone Age. Why are you excavating in this particular spot? Six weeks ago, the area was being surveyed as a possible route for the new M25 motorway. They were taking soil samples when they discovered an iron torque. They brought it to my team at the North Surrey Polytechnic, and we dated it to the Iron Age. And then you set up the dig? A geophysical survey identified some interesting features, enough to justify an excavation. We found quite a few artefacts. Remnants of personal items, a few tools, some weapons, swords, knives, arrow and spearheads. Dr Piers? Call me Carrie. Carrie, this cylinder you found, is it at the site? It's locked away in the schoolhouse. We'll be there in ten minutes. No, I'd like to visit the dig first. Well, there's not much to see at the dig, especially now it's dark. It would be invaluable to see the context of these finds. All right. Well, when we get there, I can introduce you to my deputy, Robin. He's playing night watchman. With all this media interest, we've had some incursions. If we didn't keep guard, we'd have journalists or local kids trampling all over it. There's Robin over there in the Land Rover. Robin! Brought some friends, have you? This is the Doctor. Just the Doctor, apparently. And Romana. They're from some new archaeological society. They think they might be able to help. Robin Lyon. Nice to meet you. And you. How was the interview? Oh, pretty much as we expected. <laughs> that bad. Can you show us where you found the cylinder? Follow me. It was in this trench. 
We removed five layers before we got to it. It was among remnants of clothing, also a small knife and a man's bracelet. They've all been dated to the 4th century BC. We were meticulous. Of course we were. All of our team are experienced, and either Robin or I was supervising them at all times. We can't explain it. But obviously this thing hasn't been here for 2,000 years. Well, obviously. It's a mystery. Another mystery is what happened on this spot all those years ago. The indications are that there was a violent event here. We haven't just found artefacts. We've recovered human remains. Human remains? Several skeletons. Looks like they fought a pitched battle, among themselves or with others, and lost. The skeletons all carry signs of forced trauma. They've got some right rum injuries. Such as? Compound breakages to limbs, like crush injuries. Odd marks on some of the bones. They were all out of shape. Can you take me to this schoolhouse of yours? I'd like to see those remains and the cylinder. If you know what's going on here, I'd like to know now. What I do know is that we need to survey a larger area than the one you've so far excavated. All the way up to that tree line. (laughs) That would take a lot of time and effort. In this bag, we have equipment that will get it done in no time. You're going to carry out a survey now? Tonight? The sooner we do it, the sooner we'll know. Romana, I'll leave it to you. I won't be long. Carrie? Are you going to stand for this? If there's a chance he can work out what's going on here, I'll give him a little more rope. You stay with Romana. Whatever you're planning to do, it'd better not interfere with this excavation. It won't disturb anything. Now, here we are. What is that thing? Think of it as an advanced magnetometer. I've not seen a magnetometer like that. The society likes to use cutting-edge technology. Doctor, this is Mary. Mary, this is the doctor. Oh, hi, Doc. Oh, yes, how do you do? On washing up duties again, while the rest of them watch the football. Oh, it's Arsenal. I'd rather be doing dishes than watching the Arsenal. Now, if it was Crystal Palace. (laughs) We'll be in the workshop if anyone needs me. Are there many of you here? There are six on the team, not counting me and Robin. I see. Six. Hmm. We use this classroom as our storeroom and workshop. Only Robin and I have keys, and we supervise all of the work. Cleaning, restoration, documentation, photography. Are these all the artefacts? Most of them. Some of them have been taken back to the poly. Here's the cylinder. Ah, yes. Mm, Hello there. Mm, This is a new design, more sophisticated, and the casing more robust. New? Mm, Drained of power, of course. What do you mean by new? Do you know what it is? Mm. It's a power pack. Its purpose is to give life to a Movellan. Movellan? Mm. A race of robots. Humanoid in appearance, aesthetically beautiful. But robots. Slaves to logic and lacking all emotion. Any questions? Give me that and get out! I've set the survey area and the pulse strength. Focusing. Are you sure this will work? Done. That's it? There's an image for me. Take a look. 
I've never seen magnetometry images anything like as good as this. Hang on, what's that? Oh dear. It's huge. And it looks like, uh, I don't know, like an inverted pyramid. Yeah, it's a spacecraft. Say that again. And it's buried under our feet, alongside your excavation. I said get out. I'm telling you, this is an alien device. Do I look like an idiot? If I can open it up, I'll prove it. Why? What's inside it? These cylinders don't just give them a villain power. They contain their mission orders. If I can access these orders, we'll find out why Mavellans were on Earth 2,000 years ago. You're serious, aren't you? Mm. You said the human remains you recovered had strange injuries. Can you show me? <sighs> All right. I'll humour you some more. We have some disarticulated remains here. The more complete skeletons have gone for examination by our osteoarchaeologists. Now, let's see... Metacarpus, phalanges, ah, yes, a radius. See here, at the proximal end, where it would join the elbow? Several are like this. The bone matter is lumpen and out of shape. We thought that maybe these people suffered from a disease that caused bone deformity. This is what happens when someone is hit with an energy weapon. The heat literally melts the bone. An energy weapon? Ugh, aliens again, is it? There is no disease and no weapon in Earth's history that could cause injuries like this. What you're saying, uh, it's nonsense. These bones are evidence that support what I'm telling you. I tell you what, we use 12 volt batteries like this for our electric tools at the dig. I'm going to use it to put a charge through this cylinder. Don't do that. Our property, my choice. Now, there are a couple of contact points on the end of the cylinder. So if I connect the wires here... Carrie, Carrie, this is extremely dangerous. Really? It's taken a charge. And you see, it's perfectly safe. Yeah, yes, so it seems. Fortunately, it's not attached to a mavellan. Oh. 